Hello, welcome to True Hoover with me, Gerard Hector and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? I got games on at night. Pretty soon, games on during the day. All is well. <laughs> yeah, Summer League Basketball is here. Um, today actually felt like the first summer day in New York City for quite a while. Just sunny, you know, had a nice run in Central what's Park it, this morning. What's it been like? It was, I mean, it's like it's been rainy oh. and like thunderstormy, and then we had like all the air quality oh, crap, right. you know. So because the rest of know, the country is struggling with, with heat. Yeah, we. I mean, it's been warm. People are like, "What are you talking about?" It's been warm. It has, but it hasn't been like, "Hey, warm. Let's be outside." Like in sun, we've got like right. rain yeah, and all that right. crap. But today, real nice. So very excited about that. But yeah, summer league is here. Um, the league will be descending upon Vegas uh, shortly. You know. But before we get into summer league, there's still free agents that are out there and people who need to be signed. And, you know, we have to talk about the two big dominoes that have yet to fall. But before we get to that, um, there was a sign and trade involving Grant Williams. He will now be a member of the Dallas Mavericks, uh, signed a four year, $53 million deal uh, as part of the it's a three team deal. The way it works as part of it, um, the Celtics will get two second round picks, a six million dollar trade exception. The Mavericks also get two second-round picks, and the Spurs get Reggie Bullock and an unprotected 2030 pick swap. Um, I should also say that the the Mavericks were hoping that they were going to be able to sign or sign Matisse Thybul to an offer sheet. They put one out there, but the Portland Trailblazers did match it, and it was signed back by Matisse, so he will be heading back to the Portland Trailblazers. Okay, so you hear that Grant is heading to the Mavericks. Immediately, I think corner shooting three and defense for Luka Doncic. What say you? Well, I thought of those things. Um, there's two other things to consider. Uh, one's involving Grant. The other one is Dante Exum they signed, who played at Partizan in the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, one of the better programs in Europe. They finished, I think they lost in the quarterfinals in five games to get to the Final Four for the EuroLeague. 40% three-point shooter, 80% from the line last couple of years. Former top whatever three four I think top three pick mm-hmm. for the Jazz, mm-hmm. so that's that's a nice upgrade. Knows how to play better than any of these young guys that they'll have. And um, Grant Williams, what you said is right: defense, three point shooting, playoff experience. Two years ago, especially more so mm-hmm. this year. But there's one other thing, and that is, <laughs> from what I understand, I don't know Grant. Uh, we right. have mutual friends. Um, he's super smart. One of those crazy, crazy smart guys. Yeah. And those guys aren't always easy to get along with. That could upset the locker yeah. room chemistry a bit. So if he thinks he's smarter than Luca, which he probably is in in equations and so forth, <laughs> not on the court. And then Kyrie also. There, you know, when you, chemists, <laughs> chemists in the lab know sometimes certain compounds don't mix well together. Certain elements don't work mm-hmm. mix well together. And so this is a chemistry experiment. The problem is I don't think Jason Kidd's any kind of master chemist. So right, I have a concern right. about that. Nico yeah. might be fine as GM and all the executives. Maybe they figured all that stuff out and, and Mark as an owner. I, I don't have a lot of faith in Jason Kidd as a head coach. You can criticize me. You won't, but some will. Um, I, I'm not a fan. And um, uh, I have a concern that this is going to go <laughs> bad. Badly. What do you think the conversations are like between Grant and Kyrie yeah. Irving? <laughs> Grant, yeah. who actually is smart, and Kyrie, who thinks he's the smartest person yeah. in every room he walks into. Oh, I, I haven't thought about that, but it's really a great question. 
Yeah. I mean, does Grant, I don't know what Grant's educational background is. I just know right. that I've heard how crazy yeah. brilliant he is. Is it a right. science-based brilliance? Right. I'd like to know right. that because I'd like him to talk to Kyrie about some things. About the world being well, flat. Among other things. Yeah. <laughs> among other things. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> asking that question alone, as I was talking to, I have a sister-in-law who's a pilot. I now have a niece who's a pilot. So I've got two women in my Ooh. family that are pilots. Uh, it's, it's not possible that the earth is flat. We know this as a fact. Any pilot would know. Otherwise, you you watch the flight patterns they take. You know what I mean? Forget about pilots. Ships would know. The ships, ships don't fall right. off the end of the earth when they... Right, right. I mean, right. What, what do you think happens? Right. I don't right. even know where to begin. So if Grant <laughs> has a tender heart, he will deal with Kyrie with kid gloves and the workout fine. <laughs> He's not had one in Boston. Let's see how it goes in Dallas. So they had to do something. They had to do something. It's yeah. got a chance to work as opposed to no chance. I think that's a chance. Right. It's just that I think, you know, to your point, the mercurial nature of the people in that locker room. And look, for as brilliant as Luca is, he can be persnickety himself sometimes, right? So I just feel like, and again, to your point, coaching is, yes, X's and O's are a huge part of it. But another huge part of it is managing egos and different personalities. And I don't know that Jason Kidd is oh, very I, good at I, that. I do know. Oh, you do know. I, I, yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't think he's good. Did I, did I talk to you already on the show about his uh, press conference uh, with the first round picks. I don't think I did. Yeah, no. this I'm not going to go into great detail on this, but basically I saw it on YouTube. He's got two first round picks. Uh, Derek Lively being one who is a really interesting story. Uh, uh, mom has been fighting cancer for years. I think dad already died. It sounded like mm-hmm, to me. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, yep. I think so. Played at Duke. Number one. You know, There's a lot mm-hmm. of like five guys said they were number one in the class. He was one of the five guys that was supposedly or right, right there at the top of his class. And um, I saw him play live at Duke this year. Interesting talent. Uh, and he had, but they had two first-round picks. And, and Nico Harrison introduced them and, and basically said, okay, Coach Kidd, you know, take it off. You can, you can kick it off. Oh, and Omex Prosper. Omex right? is yellow, right. So I thought this was a chance for Jason to just tell some great stories about, boy, when I saw tape on Derek, when I saw tape on Omex, when I saw these guys – in the in the Inver workouts, just tell us something. Make the players feel like, oh man, this guy loves us. And nothing. Just could not have been less interested in talking about either guy. He couldn't have been more quiet and unassuming in, in talking about him. They had dinner the night before. Great. We learned nothing from it. And again, in the grand scheme of things, it shouldn't, it shouldn't matter. But little things matter. Little things matter. And I just he doesn't seem that type. He's the type that I think is going to blame the team. When they're not connecting, when he probably will deserve some blame. I, I don't see that as a long-term marriage anymore. I really don't. We'll see. If they struggle again this year, I think he's gone. No, I, I think you're, you're, you're right on there. Um, yeah, it's, you know, we talk about this all the time, right? It, guys need the right incubation to blossom into whatever their potential allows them to blossom into. And those little things are actually big things, right? They matter. All that, you know, stuff you talked about all year about how many times has your coach talked to you? Bless you. Excuse me, and took you out to dinner one on one. None of that stuff, right? All those little things where you feel like someone actually cares about me in this organization, that matters, right? And if those things aren't present, you know, again, the great players who are going to be great no matter what, sure, they're fine. But most people aren't like that. Everybody else in the league 
has to be in the right environment for it to well, work out. Well, so, I'll, I'll give you another we'll specific see. example. There's a rookie playing right now in the summer league. He, he's, he's been playing who um, I, I think is a terrific talent. And uh, an assistant coach told a mutual friend of ours, uh, he loves the kid as well, um, but he's not sure the head coach thinks he's an NBA player. Well, good luck mm. with that. Oh. Right. Yeah, if your own coach doesn't believe in you after two games, well, he, I'm sure this came about, this was before the second game even started. I thought it was pretty good in the first game and, um, mm-hmm. and like three practices. And already you're being doubted? Like, you got no shot. Yeah. I feel, I, I, want, I want to call his agent and say, dude, pull him out. Like, he's not going to make it there. Yeah. You can't. He's got a contract. But uh, these coaches have so much power and uh, they mm-hmm. just are, they typically are so skeptical of everything and don't realize. Yeah the impact they can make by believing and breathing spirit to people. Yeah. Well, that, that is your yeah. definition of leadership. Um, so the other uh, major news in the NBA that we're all waiting on is where the trade demands of Damian Lillard and James Harden are going to go. Um, you know, I've been hearing so many things about destinations and all that. And I think we were pretty clear, but I think I, I, I want to be pretty clear about our, our position here. And if you think differently, David, that's fine about where we, where I am on this, you know, players have the right to feel like they want to play somewhere where they have a chance to be their best and win and what have you. And if they feel like the current place they're at is no longer that place, um, you know, I feel like they can, even though they're, they're on a contract, they can go to management through their agent or whatever and say, Hey, I'd like you to move me wherever I have to go. You know, these are my preferred destinations, et cetera. Now, I think based on what you have contributed to the organization, who you are, what your relationship is like, the organization can, if they want to, do you a solid, right, by looking at those teams. Or they can say, look, we appreciate that's where you want to go, but we're going to do what's right for us. Um, an example I'll go to is that Kyrie and KD, uh, once Kyrie requested his trade, KD was like, well, great. Now, now I'm going to be the only star left here. I'm going to I'm going to request a trade too. Kyrie wanted to go to LA. The Nets were under no obligation. They were like, well, we're not sending you to LA. Like, no, we're going to send you wherever we get the best package. If it's if it's Dallas, and it was great, it is. On the other hand, they knew Durant wanted to go to Phoenix, and so they worked with Phoenix. They look, he really wants to go here. Here's what we want, right? But they chose to do that. They could have been like, no, we're not going to. And so I say all that to say. While it would be nice for Dame to go to his preferred destination of the Heat, the Blazers are under zero obligation. And we know Daryl is unafraid of being uncomfortable as he held ben, onto Ben Simmons for a year plus, right? And will only move the player when he feels like he is getting what is enough value back in return for the franchise he represents. Well, the word you use there is obligation. Um, of course, they're not under an obligation. The question is, uh, should they, in the case of Portland, for example, should they acquiesce to Dame's wishes? My argument is uh, no, not in this case, because you've already you you you've got so much money from them in this deal, which is severely hamstrung them to begin with. You could have you could have chosen to say I want out two years ago. For sure. We could have traded yep. you, and then you could have got your money somewhere else and, and been out of our hair. Mm-hmm. But now we're paying the price of of. Uh, being limited to the number of teams that can even take you to begin with. Uh, uh, so we can't necessarily get the haul we want to get because your salary is so exorbitant. But also now we only can do it with one team. That, that yeah, I mean, I think, I think there's a compromise there. They're going to do the best they can. 
but, but there's no we got they they just say we we don't know if we can get you to to Miami, but the next team can, depending on yeah. you know what you do with them. Uh, uh, he's I mean, he can always choose not to play. And what was the point of having all that money paid for in the beginning? Right. I don't believe that he won't play. I I'm a I I highly doubt he will sit out if he gets traded somewhere else. That doesn't seem to be how he operates uh, in terms of his persona and, and, and how he is. I'd be very and then. Also, David, if you just sit out, you can't get. You're gonna get no, paid. No, that's what I'm saying. You right? got all like, that money, and now you're not going to take it, right? Yeah, like yeah, that, that's yeah. yeah. I think I think they're not going to train to Detroit or somewhere that would be bad. No, uh, right. Um, Brooklyn would be nice. I think. Yeah, they'd be play with bridges and yeah. Um, we'll see. I mean, ultimately, stars normally get what they want, but not always. Yeah, not always. And um, uh, I think there are times when the team, uh, uh, like if they had said. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll sign you a two-year, a three-year deal uh, for a little less money, so we can move you anywhere. Then they need to take care of him. But at mm-hmm. the max dollars, they've done right. their service. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I yeah, no, I, I agree. But it's so a but, we, but Gerard, it's a big deal. We got Harden and Lillard out there. Oh, huge! Uh, you know, look, Harden for whatever people want to say about him, he had excellent games this past postseason. He deserved it all. He had some duds, but. In that series against Boston, he had three electric games. So, I mean, yeah. you know. True. I'm not sure. Did he make the all-star team this year? That He, he was good not. enough Should've. to make it. His yeah, numbers are borderline mm-hmm. all-NBA this year. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. He, yeah. He's not Houston no, Rockets top no, one no. MVP, top two. He's not he that guy anymore. Will never be but that. He's still, right. But he's still very excellent. And so if you're a championship contending team or what have you, you know, he could potentially tip the scales depending on what else you have going on around your organization. So, yeah, the, these two guys are huge. And then that, I think, will open up where some of the free agents uh, end up going. And there's some good players still on the board, David. I mean, you know, Christian Wood, he's got his issues. But two, three seasons ago, this guy was in the 95th percentile in EPM. I mean, right? So, like, he has talent, clearly. Um, there's Hamadou Diallo's there, who's a Already a very good defender for a young player. Uh, Io DeSono, who we'll talk about in a minute from Chicago, is a, a restricted free agent. There are guys who are still out there who, you know, if they move somewhere else, maybe they could, you know. Well, and trade pieces. There, yeah, there's correct. a, there's well, a third always. name that we're hearing a lot now about in Toronto. You've got mm, Dame. Yes, yeah. You've got Harden. Mm-hmm. And Michael Grange wrote an article yesterday about uh, Siakam. Uh, I'm hearing that, that, that Toronto is very open to trading him. Um, I, uh, people have reported as such, uh, I have no idea what'll happen, but literally no idea, but let's say that it was true and that Messiah has decided uh, it would not be a full rebuild if he keeps OG and Pirtle. Okay. I have no idea right. if he's keeping those guys, but he just signed Pirtle. And, he just signed Pirtle, so he can't move him well, anyway yeah, right well, now. I don't know if he's signed. They have a commitment. Oh, like it's, it's conceivable right, right. to argue that Pirtle's people said, and they probably get did this last year uh, when they traded for him. Uh, we'll do four year, 80 million or whatever the number was. As long as you think you're going to have Fred and Pascal, because we want to win. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Masai said, okay, sounds great. Well, Fred's gone. But if Correct. Pascal is gone too, what's to stop Jakob Perto from saying, guys, I'm not signing with you. I'll do a sign and trade yeah, somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. Right. Yeah, what's to stop yeah. that? I don't, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, no, you're but right. um, if indeed there's going to have some kind of movement, so someone could get both Dame and Pascal, or Harden and Pascal. Ooh. I'm just saying, it's interesting. 
So if you're Toronto, see to me, Pascal and Scotty's timeline don't me- don't mesh. Like that's that's the problem. And if Scotty's the future that they think he is, well then you got to move Pascal, right? And get a bunch of young talent back and picks and whatever, so you can get stuff around Scotty as your guy. OG's a little closer, I guess, to Scotty's timeline, but you know he wants that more responsibility, more role in the offense. I guess if you move Pascal, he would have more of a role in the offense. Well, there's another argument. First of all, I think they're trading him, and I've said this for a week now to friends of mine, because they haven't extended him. He can get a, he can get a max extension. He was all NBA a season ago. He was the only he was by far your best player again this year. He managed to have the same season two years in a row, despite how bad the team was this year. And you fired your coach. Um, they're not going to keep him. They would have extended him. I, yeah. I, I always quote yeah. in the Zuckerberg movie, social uh, in uh, in the social. Yeah, network. the um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what's his name? The writer, the brilliant writer from Westwood. Oh, um, Sorkin. Yeah, it was Sorkin mm-hmm. wrote. Uh, if Zuckerberg says you know, to the Minkleites, basically, if you were the inventors of Facebook, then you'd be the inventors of Facebook. If you invented Facebook, you'd be the inventors of Facebook. Is what he said. Well, if you wanted right. to extend Pascal Siakam, you would extend Pascal Siakam. You're just waiting around. No one else is waiting around like this. It makes no sense for right. a guy that's done what he's right. done. Who wants to stay? Like those Toronto mm-hmm. articles upset that, that Pascal admitted he wants to stay and therefore trade partners are worried because he won't necessarily resign mm-hmm. there. Like to, mm-hmm. where does Toronto get off not being excited but someone wants to stay? Yeah, Kawhi yeah. left after winning a championship. You know? It's true. It's uh, true. DeRozan, I believe, was told they're going to extend him. Yeah, and they, they didn't, did. and they traded him. Obviously, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, I think Pascal. Yeah. Pascal's on expiring. This is his yeah. last year. At Thirty they're tra- million. They're going to trade so... him. I think you trade him now or trade him later. But with Michael's article coming out, which I think is planted probably by the team, it just seemed to me mm-hmm. it was a team oriented article. Nothing against the writer. Mm-hmm. That just, right, I mean, right. basically they were claiming Fred and Pascal were upset. At, at how the young guys acted, that is not something that those players would ever say publicly. Right. And their right. agents right. would never say it publicly. A team who wants them out would say it. So someone in the executive staff, that's just how this world works. So that weird was weird to me. But it's an opportunity for somebody to get a hell of a player sure. in his prime right now. And if you, I don't know if you put those two guys together, but with those three guys, all three can make huge changes. The last time Pascal was the second best player on his team, they won the championship. So mm-hmm. it's interesting to see now what happens to some of these bigger teams. No, it, it, it it's amazing. Like I, so if Pascal says, all right, but I'm not going to resign, but it depends, right? So then in next summer, he's the best, one of the best free agents on the market, like at 30 years old, right? An all NBA caliber player. I mean, that's, that's huge. I mean, that could tilt the balance. But again, given the new CBA and where everything is, Who's going to have the cap right. space then, right? Like this is this it's all the way this stuff plays out in the imaginations are all very interesting. I'm very curious to see what happens. I thought Masai was going to move them in the, during the trade deadline when we were hearing all the scuttlebutt about how much they were getting back, and he didn't. I was like, so you're going to get more back or less this summer? I don't know. Yeah, I I have Find a out. feeling there's going to be a bidding war uh, in Siakam's case, uh, and and we'll see about Harden and Lillard. You know that's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All three probably go to very good. T- all three go to good teams who want to compete for Final Four in their league, in their conference, uh, or better, or teams already yeah. knowing they'll be top four, where they can win the whole thing with them. Yeah, all three of those guys mm-hmm. will be in that situation. I think. No, you're you're right. Oh man, that could. 
that's interesting. And there's some teams I'm thinking of, like, ooh, how could they get this person? They have to give up a I'm young sure. guy, maybe. Or... Yeah, I, oh, I would think. If Masai's going to do a partial rebuild, he wants draft picks. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I did, mm-hmm. if you're not doing a partial rebuild, then, then you're doing a full rebuild. So you're trading Scotty. No. What about OG? Mm-hmm. Yes. What about Gary right. Trent Jr.? Yes. You just signed mm-hmm. Proto. You're going to trade him come February? He doesn't match up with right, Scotty right. and the other guys. So right. it's, a, it's a big mystery, but they have some good players. OKC and New Orleans of, and, and Utah have a ton of draft picks between the three of them. Uh, so, you know, that's so if you get Shea and you partner Shea with Pascal or so, oh boy, now we're cooking with gas. Like, okay. Yeah. Could do but then things. the question is, is OKC feel confident Pascal would resign? Would do it? Yeah. 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 Cause that's what he's going to want. That, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. for sure. Which un- understandably yeah. so. All right, David, uh, California summer league has been going on. Um, and you've watched some games and you, you, you've watched players and you know, one of the things that you say, you say a lot of bright things about basketball, but it's like, you're like, who cares if second, third year guys are going to summer? I don't care what, who's going, what I care is, do they have a plan when they're going to summer league? Does the team and the player and whoever is in charge of his development have a plan? If not, well, now we're wasting our time because the basketball is so bad, but if they have a plan, great. Cause now we know we have something we're grading against some kind of metric to know, have we made any improvements? I mentioned how Desmond Bain improved going to summer league, right? In his second and third years, ball handling and all that. And I asked that because Keegan Murray played a game or two of summer league. Two. He played um, last I know. night too. Okay. And I know he scored 40 something points and everybody's like, oh my God, Keegan Murray's last too good for scored- summer league. Or the, or, the, or the first game. Either the first game or last night, he scored over 40 points. And I said, well, it doesn't matter if he's quote unquote too good for summer league. The question is, is there a plan the Kings have for him that there are things he needs to work on, which is why he is there? That's all that matters. Doesn't, who cares that he went to the playoffs and Chakra? That, uh, none of that's relevant. It's we. If you're going to make that next jump we want, here are the things that we need you to do as this player. Um, and I know you, you're a fan of Murray. Um, for you, what are things that you'd like to see him improve as the Kings hope to be now perennial player? I mean, my and guess is they want him to be more assertive as a scorer and not just a spot-up guy. Uh, for down the road as much as anything. I mean, Fox and Sabonis can have the ball in their hands a ton. Uh, and so he might still be a shooter this year, but these are good reps for, A, um, when uh, when one of our big two is out, and now we can look to you to be more assertive and expect more production and efficiency. And then, B, uh, down the road, as guys age, we may rely on you more and more to be a scorer, and this is good practice for that. So I don't know that we'll see him in Vegas more than a game because I think he's already played Probably two not. games and mm-hmm. I don't even watch him. I don't even watch him play because I already know how good he is. <laughs> yeah, I saw him against real pl- basketball. I saw him against right, most of the right. NBA players. His summer league is twenty percent. We saw him. We saw him in the Warriors right, in the playoffs. Twenty percent, twenty five percent NBA players in the NBA in the summer league. So yeah, I've not even concluded c- c- on him. Yeah, um, but yeah, so that, that but that is David's point. So whenever David's giving us insight into players. There are things he's looking at uh, for players to improve. Um, you know, rookies, of course, they guys got to get chops because these dudes, you know, they just play college ball. They have no idea what real NBA basketball is like. And they, this ain't even it. This when they not get to real actual, basketball. the regular season, then they'll be like, oh, this is a whole different level of basketball. But there are certain things we're looking for. Okay. So the Grizzlies played the Thunder, two teams that we both agree have very exciting futures in terms of their young cores, right? Um, now... You know about the Grizzlies and their John Moran situation and all that. But still, all things being told, they have exceptional NBA young talent right now. 
the Oklahoma City Thunder also have exceptional young NBA talent right now. Uh, they played a game last night. Uh, Jake Laravia is someone who the Grizzlies drafted, not this past season, uh, last draft. Uh, he spent most of last year with the Memphis Hostel in the G League. Um, shooter, I believe, is like his reputation uh, coming out. He didn't shoot the ball great last year. Um, what did you see from Jake Laravia in, in this uh, summer league? Shooter. Shooter <laughs> and score at all three levels. Mm-hmm. I really liked nice. what, he, what I saw. Coming off screens, offensive rebounds, mm-hmm. hustling for loose balls around the rim, uh, bullying guys, Euro step, crafty moves off the dribble. Ooh. Yeah, he was terrific. Yeah, he looked like he's way above the summer league level. So they have on the adult team. I call <laughs> the varsity. The G League team. The varsity is Luke Kennard. Now, is LaRavia, should he be watching what what they do with Luke? Or does he have more bounce to his game and he can maybe do a little bit more? He's than probably Luke got can. more. Luke's very good. He's got good. more natural talent. He's not the shooter Luke is. Uh, may never be. But could be better defensively. He's got some moxie to him. I liked him at Wake Forest. Um, yeah, he. they like those guys, David Roddy. They like those guys that are tough, figure mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. out. Don't just fly in yeah, athleticism. Yeah, yeah. They got Ja for that mm-hmm. as much as anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Baines is a shooter, uh, but a good basketball sure. player. Yeah, they, there's a something going on with what they do. Yeah, I like what they're doing. Um, another player they drafted last year was playing a second summer league. He was actually – he made G League uh, – NBA G League first team – and I believe he was G League Rookie of the Year, if I'm not mistaken. Kenneth Lofton Jr. I love this dude because he's a little pudgy, right? No, he's <laughs> like, not. man, now you're not, not anymore? No, no, no. You're, you're being too kind. <laughs> oh, I'm being... He's way too heavy. <laughs> okay. 30, okay, 40, a, 50 he's... pounds too heavy. 30, 40 probably. He needs to lose some weight. No, no. He needs, a lot, of, he needs a lot of weight. <laughs> a lot yeah, of let's, weight. Let's just be very clear. No, he's fucking right, fantastic. Right. Fantastic. He, David, he has this knack for a like, baller. Like, how are you? Hooper. Yeah. Amazing feel for the game. Amazing hands. That's it. Amazing length. Yes. Great body strength. Great body control. He's the closest thing to Barkley we've ever seen. Um, as a as a talent coming out. He's I mean, I I I was uh I think I'm a year younger than Charles Barkley. I want to say he was a sophomore my freshman year at Florida. 1984. Okay. That was spring of 84. So you saw you saw Auburn come to Florida and kick yeah, your team's Chris, ass. With Chris Barclay Morris too. and Chuck Person. Yeah, all three. Uh, yeah. I told the story about Barkley winking at the hottest girl we had on campus. Coolest thing ever. If I ever saw Charles Barkley, I doubt he'd remember her, but it was a hell of a story. I was right there and it happened. Um, Kenneth Lofton's fucking unreal. He's not exactly like Barkley. He doesn't play as explosively as Barkley does, uh, but he's, he's a good 40 pounds too heavy, and I'm very okay. disappointed because he was this mm. way last year. I don't know what he's doing. That doesn't mean he's not trying. I have no idea. It's not working. He's not going to make it. So Jokic is seven feet tall and could be all NBA, 40 pounds too heavy. Right. Now look at him. Guy, mm-hmm. guy, best player in the world. The world <laughs> and there's time to go still. Like he may mm-hmm. st- he's been best player over three years in a row. And there's no reason to think it won't happen. Have you seen the picture of him in, on vacation? Oh, he's having a good time. He fucking looks amazing. He's this thin, lean. (laughs) So Kenneth Lofton, lean? Oh, he's an all-star. I'm a huge fan of him. Huge fan of his talent. All right. Who who do we have to call down in Memphis to get him on some food program, something? Something's going on down there. Uh, He he is a a wonderfully gifted player, uh, both (sighs) naturally and I'm sure he's worked hard. uh, If he just can control this one thing. But – He's not the only. I mean, you remember? You won't remember this, but maybe, maybe you will. 
Do you remember a, a guy, John Williams? Yeah, of do you course. Know, do you know where he played? Because there'd be a few John Williams. Cleveland. No, where did he go to college? That Cleveland? Oh, no. He went to no, LSU. No, no. So okay. do you know what our nickname for him was when he came to town? <laughs> God. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Because the only – I was there on campus four years. Only one player ever came to campus and everyone referred to him as God. Fuck, that's how good John Williams was. He did not last very, very long. Player. He was 300 pounds, yeah. easy, ate himself out of the league super fast. Uh, I yeah. think other people call him Hot Plate. I like our nickname better. It was more appropriate and more inspiring. But he couldn't overcome the Hot Plates. Well, listen, Barkley's a good example, right? Because he tells the story all the time. I got in the league and Moses Malone said, son, the reason why you're not good in this league is because you're too fat. There you go. It's like, you got to yeah. lose weight. Like, if you, you're not going to make it. You are too fat. And so, hey, maybe Ken Lofton. David said you were all star. Barkley. Close, closest all thing. All-star, right? for Listen, sure. Lose some weight, my guy. Get he's on it. Un- you know, be serious about so that. so gifted. I, the guy that I he's most think good. of, you're going to laugh when I tell you this. The guy that I most think of when I see him play, I'll give you one guess. It isn't Barkley. But, it, but of, of a similar era, let's just say similar era. And a, a, fat, nope. a fat kid? Just oh. super. It's, it's like, I don't believe in God. But if I did, it's like you're being touched by God with that talent. Who's someone like that? Wow. Like that blow, you inarguably talented, this person. And was a Hall of Famer. One of the best ever to play. Oh, but, but not the greatest. But not the greatest. Not Michael Jordan, like, no. Jordan? Oh, I'm like, no, I'm like. Because a big like, part of Jordan's talent was in his athleticism. And, and Kenneth Lofton right now, his agility is good. That's not where right, he's so he gifted. No, he's no Larry Bird. Athlete. For me. Ooh. Not that he plays like Larry Bird. He's gifted like that. He's just he's stupid talented. Like, and, you know, there's some guys, Clyde Drexler, uh, uh, there's many, who are so gifted athletically and with a good motor. You can't help but be successful in this sport. Mm-hmm. The guys that just get it. The game's like in slow motion to them. And they've got the great hands, which is really helpful. He's long. I don't know what his wingspan is, but it's long. He moves. He glides. For a guy 40 pounds too heavy, I mean, I just can't say it enough. He is so – he's a definite, definite all-star if he would lean down significantly. Kenneth Lofton Jr., I know Memphis people listen to this podcast. You know what you got to do. Get on that, my guy. You could you could be you could be up on the varsity team with up on the varsity. You know, they win the championship if, if he hit his Woo! potential with Triple J and with Ja and, ja and all and those Bain? shooters. Oh, come on! Oh yeah, you'd have to break hey, the listen, team up because that, of, it would cost too much. But cost too much. he's, he's <laughs> a max <laughs> talent for sure. He just he just oh, isn't man. a max player because of his body. Listen, you, I mean, I can't give any bigger endorsement for a player than that. Listen. That's David Thorpe speaking to you, buddy. Uh, Gigi Jackson, yeah. um, another an, another young player on, on the Grizzlies. What have you seen from him? So he's no he's no uh, Kenneth Lofton Jr. Um, <laughs> he's the guy that everyone knew was just way out of shape in workouts. But there was real speculation as to a fitness issue relating to health. And mm. so I don't I don't know. I, I see the talent when I saw him play. I saw the talent. I, he's nowhere ready to be. You know, we can say he's going to make it. Um, he's got him. He's got to get healthy. He's got himself get himself in great shape, just like Kenneth Lofton Jr. Mm-hmm. He's not as heavy, but you can't do anything in this league without being in great shape. That's step one. That's I mean, that's the number one, one thing because I, I, look, Kenneth Lofton came out to the varsity a couple of times last year, and he has to get blows every few minutes. Because I'm like, dude, you're too heavy, right? Like you. And I figured this summer already come in, he do a little. I talked that. to a rookie last night, very talented first round pick. Um, 
and this is uh, 10 o'clock my time. He was not on the East Coast. So it's, let's just say it was before, it was nine or before. Uh, I asked what he was doing at night. He said, I'm going back to the gym, coach. I'm getting on the Versa Climber. There you go. He's, I've been telling there him. It is. Got, there's nothing, nothing beats cardio. Doesn't matter what you can do yeah. if you're not in shape. It just doesn't matter. And Correct. you're probably not going to yeah. play a lot of minutes in summer league. But what you don't want to do is get a chance to play a lot and not be able to because you're too tired and so you suck. They won't remember what you were doing well when you were feeling good. They're going to remember you sucking. Mm -hmm. So get in shape. The Grizzlies played the Thunder, and we love the Thunder's young talent. Both Jalen Williams, the all-rookie, and J-A-L-E-N Williams. Let's call him post-player Jalen and wing Jalen. (laughs) Okay, post-player. Post-player is the second-round pick from Arkansas. Yeah, who led the league in charges? Wing player, wing player is second team, second rookie of the year, and made first team. He, he got my rookie of the year. Vote. He was, he was, he, he got was my rookie of the year. He was vote, really yeah. good this year. Of course, they have Chet. Um, you know, and Trey they have Trey Man, who David's been a big fan of. I remember since draft day, like, oh, this kid, this kid's gonna be good. What have you seen from the young Thunder? All right, so wing Jalen Williams should not be in summer league. Too good. He already is done. Well, but does he have stuff he needs to improve? Yeah, but you're not going to get better in summer league. It's, it's because it's not okay. basketball. If if you wanted to get better at cooking, uh, what's your favorite dish to cook? Uh, any kind of pasta, really. Would you do? Would you uh, take tennis lessons for it? Definitely That's not. pretty much what NBA summer league is. <laughs> it's called NBA summer league. They use a basketball. There's very little else in common with the real game. I'm sorry to tell you, it's uh, it's no, too it's bad. True. So first of all. Wayne Jalen Williams looks like defensive end for the New York Giants. Jalen Williams, big and strong. I was super they impressed like with him. So they, like they were too. They shut him down after one game. Maybe he'll play in Vegas for a game or two. I don't really see the read for, especially if they're trying to make the playoffs this year, which, which they, they should be. be. They almost did last year. Um, they need him to be able to play a full season. Uh, mm-hmm. And so my guess is he won't more than a game. Uh, big Jalen Williams from Arkansas loved him. Uh, nice little corner three action. Uh, takes charges, led the league in charges last year, yeah, took charges. And this, big, big there was plus. a play in the first game where a, a young guy is driving. I could see Jalen coming over, and I just thought to, the, to myself, like, bro, stop. But he didn't, <laughs> and of course he charged Jalen Williams. He looked surprised. Hey, I charged? Yeah, that's Jalen Williams. He's taking, they're calling it. it. It's amazing how players, like, it's happened four times in a row. Yeah. Why are you right. doing it again? Like, He's so, he, do something else. So I'm a fan. I think he's good. He's if he's six ten. I did not think he was that tall, but I remember looking it up. Maybe he grew in the summer. He yeah. No. I, if, last year I saw it listed at six ten. I'm like, is he that big? I I really like him. He reminds me of he's a different version of Kevon Looney, but he's going to be a really good mm, blue guy. Just you love. Yeah. Kevon just Looney. he doesn't defend the perimeter. I don't think like Kevon. Maybe I'm wrong. He's young too. Um, that's why I like Kevon so much. Knows how to play and can guard a lot of positions. This guy's got a chance to be able to guard lots of positions. He doesn't fuck the offense up. He doesn't take bad shots. It's he important. rebounds. I, I, I'm a fan of his. Yeah, I like him a lot. I love that. Uh, Trey Mann. I know you love Trey Mann. Mm. No, Ooh, no, no, no. Not yeah. so much. Yeah. No. I didn't know. He went to Florida where I went to school you know, a billion years ago. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know. <laughs> you're so you wait, you're so funny about that because you don't like most people who go to schools like that or any kind of school with a big time reputation athletically, they wear their stuff proudly still, like on weekends and whatever. You're like, you literally sent your son to the enemy school and wear Florida State yeah. colors. It's hilarious. Well, to be fair, my son chose the school he wanted to go to. I didn't send him anywhere. I, I understand <laughs> well, your yes, point. Correct. 
Yeah, I do pay his bills. Um, but uh, yeah, who am I to send it? The last thing I, the only school I didn't take him fish of his to was Florida. He gets to live his own life. Same as my daughter. They live their own life. When my daughter said, Dad, I might transfer after, year, after the COVID year, I'm like, all right, if you want to go to Florida, you can. I'm, I, you know, I don't care. I never put a gator thing on them in their life. That's their life. Um, I didn't, was raised differently. And so what, what it, was, it, is, it was the best quarter state when I was young. Florida State's closing the gap, although Florida's still a great school. I have no, nothing negative to say. Trey Mann is from the villages. That's even more surprising. Mostly old people, right? <laughs> they must have a high school there. He went there. He's, he's good. Now he's really good. I did not know for sure he was an NBA player, to be honest. Um, he, he's way too good for summer league. He's just, mm. he's just doing whatever he wants under control and has the dunk of the summer so far. Really impressive dunk in game yeah, one. I, I saw he that. He took the elevator right up and up and up. That was impressive. But super smooth, skilled. Uh, uh, he's going to give Lou Dort a run. Lou Dort's there for defense, I know. Ooh. But I mean, Trey Mann looks terrific. Going to give Lou Dort a yeah. run. And we like Dort. Wow, that's, listen, future's bright. Okay, Chet, that, that's the one because all the fans, you know, it's like, it's the anchor effect, right? That's the big name. That's the one they drafted early. So that's the one everybody has high hopes for. You're going to be all NBA, this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. Not this year. <laughs> but you see the talents there. You see. Did it. you see the games at all? I saw this first game where he looked a little rough a in that little? first quarter. Understandable. Very rough. I know. I'm right. too kind to these guys. He, he looked terrible well, he in the first quarter. He airballed a layup. A finger Correct. roll, a three-foot <laughs> finger roll went two feet. He missed the yes. dunk. Who cares? Yes. You said right. you haven't played basketball in exactly. 13 months or whatever, however long exactly. it's been. <laughs> I, I have no negative feelings on, on that. I, and I thought he was competitive. I thought he got better as the game went on. He, he, because he's Chad Hongerman, I thought he had a couple of fouls on blocks that he didn't call because he just mm. knocked guys over their body, but he blocked it clean with his hands. Uh, whatever. I, he's a talented player, I think. Um, I have one major worry for him, and I'm writing about these guys right now. Uh, yep. Tra- Travis is a- a- educating it. No. He thinks he's KD. I know. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. That was so last here's year. My I remember. If, and this is going to sound a little more three-dimensional chess, but just hear me out. If Sam Presti and, and Mark Dagno, the coach, have said publicly or privately, meaning publicly with him, privately to each other, mm-hmm. uh, let him do whatever he wants to do now. Let's not say mm-hmm. one word about all those extra dribbles he's taken, all those turnaround 18-foot jumpers he's taken. Uh, until after it's over. And then we're going to sit down with him and Shay and have, have Shay tell him, bro, every time you're doing this, I don't have the ball in my hands. That's not good for the Thunder. So either you're going to, be, you're going to do his best for Chet, which means maybe long-term learning how to do this, so mm-hmm. fail now, succeed later, or you're going to do his best for us. But those are not, the, that Venn diagram, they're not connecting. Because what's Correct. best for you now is to rebound, race the court. Yep. Finish in the rim, uh, defend the rim, passer. Mm -hmm. You can start the Mm -hmm. break. Absolutely. He's good at that. Like Jokic. In fact, I'd play him like Jokic. But every time you try to prove you can handle the ball, you're successful Mm -hmm. two times in five. The other three times are disasters potentially. Mm -hmm. And, and it just kills us. So stop. Uh, But no, but, but stop after the summer league's over. That might, that's one way to play it. Learn from now, Mm -hmm. realize you can't do it now. Practice all off season, all in season, but mm-hmm. don't bring it into games. Mm-hmm. And then we'll try it next right. year. That's one option. Mm-hmm. The other thing could be he don't care what they say. And he, I'm KD and I'm going to prove it. And maybe he'll be right. I just don't think so. I don't think oh, he's yeah, got right. that quickness. I don't think he's got that quickness. <laughs> right. 
highly I think unlikely. he's. I like, think he'd be an all star. Uh, uh, playing like Walker Kessler with a three point shot. You know, we we do look. It's it's a lazy thing that because it's just easy, right? Human beings like comparison, like things in categories. Guys, every tall, lanky person is. But not he Kevin thinks Durant, he is, okay? and that's the problem. <laughs> he's. Yes. I, I know this from talking to his friends, and I think he's even said it. He thinks he's KD, yeah. and he. You ain't, and he my I guy. don't think he ever will be. But I don't care. He could be so much. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm a believer in his talent. I think he could be the anchor of an amazing team there. Uh, his shot looks terrible now. It's flat and short, but it, I think he's going to be a good shooter. I've seen him shoot well in, the, in last summer. Uh, his form looked good. I've seen him plenty of shots in on video. It just is really flat now and short. I mean, guys, Kevin Durant was a 20-plus point-per-game scorer day one in the NBA. Like, that's, you but know. But also remember, his team sucked. And so, so he didn't just, have to go there. on his team. So, right. So he could afford to right. learn all the things and whatever. The problem with Chet is this team and you, while young, are not at the same level, right? Because Shay here, you guys can actually be legit. If you play your role that you yep. can play, we can be a top six playoff so. team, which is very different than the 19-win Sonics or whatever so. they were when, when Durant yeah. was here, right? So you got to, you know. But again, to your point, you can be that later, just not now. Do you, so, do you we'll know in he, summer league if they're playing the Spurs? I believe they are. The Spurs, the, the NBA made a huge mistake. Like, who cares about uh, Victor versus Victor and Chet? Brandon I know, Miller. but you know, but you know they got to do put this him against thing Chet. And, you know. I think you. I think you will play yeah, Chet. I well, think. I think that's only, only it's game one or two. Because then Victor ain't gonna no, play right, anymore. It's the playoffs. He's got yeah, the world yeah, championship. He's playing two games. Oh, he's not playing world championships. But he's still playing two But he's. He's not going to play yet. He he's just not going to play up like yeah. three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, he played a full right. professional right. season. Like he's not, right. you know. Oh, speaking of Victor, I know you didn't see this, but so he's in Vegas right now. Obviously, um, it was the head of the Spurs security was with him. He was in the Aria Hotel and he went and to catch, which is, you know everybody knows catch. Britney Spears was behind him and wanted an autograph, so she went up to tap. No on way, the couldn't reach it. David, forget that. The Spur, whoever the head of security was smacked her hand away and she got hit in the face and now it's a whole really? thing and how did oh, you know that i know about this because you're right i didn't uh, well listen i i know my guy thor but i know what what things you're what sites you're traveling in and what sites you're not I mean, i've been reading a lot of essays about supreme court justices <laughs> right, politics, you see? Whatever. i had no right. idea about this yes Yes, I knew you wouldn't have really seen this. Really, no idea. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to be clear. This has nothing to do with Victor. Or Britney. Flex badly on Victor or Britney, right? Whatever. It's just the problem is where we are now in society with celebrities. Did he not know and, it was Britney Spears? Well, it's. I'm sure the guy didn't. First of all, Victor didn't play. No, even I meant her bodyguard. Right? He probably didn't even know who she was. He saw blonde hair and whatever and thought, oh, some IG model or whatever is trying to get over here. And he's like, no, no, I don't have time for this. Like, as opposed to stopping and waiting. But it's, you know, look, shit moves fast. You don't know who's did who. You, like, did I you ever watch it. Entourage? Do you remember when their buddy came out, Dom? Yeah. Came out to LA <laughs> and started smacking the cameras down. with it, like, superstars <laughs> like cameras, Dom. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, bro. It's, it's a celebrity. It's a celebrity. It, the, the security person didn't know it. So, you know, they're, the the law enforcement's talking to Brittany this morning, right? Because it is morning in Vegas. And, and you know, Victor, figure Victor out can what, afford what. a bodyguard. He'll, he'll be able to afford right. more later. Brittany has sure. an army. If she wanted No more. doubt. No, yeah. no doubt. And I, I just think that, you know, she was like, oh, my God. this. She probably saw and she probably, oh, that's that tall, that's that tall young kid. I want to get his, a picture with him. Yeah, like, and, give her a kid or whatever. 
Right. Just, you know, and then it just, it as you know, it became a thing when it didn't have to be because instead of first pausing, it was reacting. I know how to solve you know? this problem. <laughs> how do you solve the problem? You have Vegas and like, you know, it's the mountains of Georgia. Actually, yeah, Georgia voted <laughs> the right way. Yeah, let's let's not pick the wrong state. Don't do it in Florida. That where there's no no none of this no, nonsense going just, on. Let's just go somewhere where it's just <laughs> basketball all the time. It's just basketball. Somebody's a nightmare that way. It just is. It yeah, is. I love it, it but it's a nightmare. But because it is. the fans yeah. are just so many, and you, you know, it's mm-hmm. business. It's a business for us, and it's for fans. It's like I've been to Vegas and run into like family of mine, nephews and nieces and cousins who are just there to watch the games. They want to go to Vegas and gamble, but also mm-hmm. go watch the NBA because they love the NBA. But it's business for us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I'm sure at some point Victor will connect with her and take a picture and do all the things and it'll be all good. Just, But I know I saw that. I was like, oh, I bet David doesn't know this. You're right. Um, no all clue. Right. <laughs> no clue. Uh, the, the, the Hornets and Warriors played. Okay. Let's talk about Brandon Miller and get that out of the way first because he was the number two pick. He's fouling a lot, David. Yeah. He's fouling So my understanding is he's been really sick for a while. That they mm. lost a lot of weight. Um, I'm really high on him. Uh, he yeah. had seven assists maybe last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, moved the ball beautifully. Uh, that is something you almost never hear for a summer league. Certainly not for a number <laughs> Actually, you never hear. Pick. <laughs> Guards don't do it. Um, well, yeah, for sure. He, he showed patience. Here's the thing. He was SEC player of the year. He can really shoot. That hasn't shown up yet. Who cares? Um, he knows how to play. He was the best player in the best team in the country for the year and uh, showed up hugely until late in the season. But he was sick then, too. He's been battling some health issues. I don't know what it is. He looked fine to me. He did not play well. But uh, I saw plenty to think he's going to make it and be a high-level player. Um Chris Middleton to Jason Tatum kind of upside. Oh, yeah, depending goodness. on how well he handles the ball. Um, but he's in a terrible franchise. Yeah. You you can buy a really nice mattress, but if you put it into a, a cheap ass hotel, it's a really nice mattress in a cheap ass hotel. Right. You'd rather hotel. not stay there. Correct. And that's exactly what we're looking with, with that franchise right now. Maybe things will change. No. They're they're a disaster. And oh, I heard a story and I I don't I can't say it all because I don't I'm not sure if it's all true, but the way in which Jordan had to sell his majority stake ownership in the team. People looked that up and looked at the person who ended up buying it from him. Um, people are saying that it's tied to the fact that, you know, Jordan as like a low level billionaire, right? Only, only net worth like a shade over one close to two was trying to hang with legit tens, 20, 30 billionaire. And like people, if the difference between 30 billion and 1 billion net worth, like I, it's just like it, Chris Rock is a joke was when Oprah first became a billionaire. And he said, if Bill Gates had Oprah's money, he'd kill himself, right? And like, that, it, that is the level difference, right? Like, yes, Oprah is richer than anyone you know, line. for sure, by far. Line. But compared to Bill Gates, nah. <laughs> like, you know, like- That's it's a just, really funny line. It's just different. That for a while. It's just different. And so if you think you're going to be rolling with these dudes who got real billions, well, you might find yourself in what, some trouble. Again, what do was some his research, problem? look it up. You know what I'm talking about? It, it, I, I don't want to talk about it. Just look it up. I, I think, you know, listen, we know that Michael's a gambler. Well, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, these dudes, you know, look, 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 these look. dudes, yeah. They, to, to, that little um, that little toy boat you played in the bathroom with as a kid, that, that's their yacht. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's their yacht. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
it's, you know, this is different. This is high stakes, my friends. High, high stakes. Um, you want to talk about James Booknight? I, he got into some trouble last year um, off the floor. Um, he had some maturity issues. Um, but what did you? What have you seen from him in summer league? Nothing no, good. Nothing. Yeah, okay. nothing okay. good uh, with him or Kai Jones, who's super talented, super athletic. Has has some highlight plays, but nothing in the nothing. No meat and potatoes guy. Right. Selfish guards, right? Not yeah. Really. Kai Jones is a is a is a lost big guy athlete. Uh, Book Knight looked lost totally. But I will tell you this: I had a player tell me the other day. He's in summer league. He knows what he's doing. He's a good player. And he said, uh, their summer league coach sucks. I said, what do you mean? He's like, you can tell he's never coached a game before in his life. Oh and he God. said, the worst thing is we've got two assistant coaches who know what they're doing. And they're trying to help him. And they're taking over too much. And it's a shit show. This is what a guy told me in practice. Christ. It had only been two or three practices in, but he was really down. He's like, it's going to be a mess. Uh, uh, he has the whites playing because he's an NBA player already and has a long contract out of him. But he's young. And so he's doing it for the sake of the team. But it's, he says it's going to be miserable. So who knows what's going yes, on in Charlotte this, to defend those guys? This is an NBA team David is talking about. A fucking NBA franchise. And you have someone who's never coached before coaching your draft picks and young guys who need TLC, they, they organized development. Yeah, he ball. said the practices were disorganized. There was no flow. He plays for a good head coach, so he knows what, what it feels like. He, and he played for good co- a good coach in college. And, uh, and he could coach in high school. Uh, really get all of it and now nothing and it's just obvious so to defend all those charlotte players i have no idea what's going on in charlotte i don't know the coach at all right. if, if they're, you don't know if they're good a, or not because you can't evaluate right, it could them be a mess yeah exactly jesus christ <laughs> guys i'm telling you the importance of a quality franchise with stable yeah. ownership with people who give a shit and know what who know what they're doing and give a shit on top of that and who want to see people succeed you think it's commonplace. No, rarity in this league. Um, David, I want to talk about a player that you know very well. I'm going to guess you, I mean, you text him all the time, but he scored some points and I think he did it pretty efficiently. Don Barlow, did he get a text from you? Like, oh, good job. So good job, my I, guy. I, Efficient scoring. I have a scoring. lot of guys playing, so I didn't know who you're going to talk about. <laughs> so uh, the Spurs in general look sharp. Um, uh, Julian Champagne, sharp, sharp shooter, mm-hmm. sniper. Um, Hollinger made a joke on Twitter about uh, how you know Victor's got to learn his Champagne's team now. Whatever is Champagne, Champagne. I'm like, is it Champagne? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was. I thought he was good. Um, Barlow was in the first game. He had 24 points, 11 rebounds on 10 or 13 shooting. Yeah. Uh, three block shots, three steals last night. He barely touched the ball because their guards are just so selfish, in my opinion. Young, talented guys, though. And um, I think maybe at eight rebounds, I don't remember, and three blocks and six assists for a 20-year-old. He, here's the thing. He's six months younger than Brandon Miller. He's six Whoa. months younger than Brandon Miller. I love yeah. that. I love yeah. that. I, and, and is a restricted free agent because um, teams, since he didn't get drafted, teams are like, oh, I guess he's not good enough to draft him. They're idiotic to me. He's, he's, uh, he's going to help a team within a year, 20 years of age. He just turned 20 in May. So I and locked up uh, the, locked up Mike's Christie, who we'll talk about. It looked really good. Not when he went up against Barlow. He couldn't do anything against one-on-one in the perimeter. Yeah, yeah he's really good. I like it. Uh, I like it. Well, because I know your thing is for your guys. Like, okay, can you score 30? Can you do it efficiently? Yeah. 
Like, well, it, when it, you're a big guy in summer league, you should be focused on the other things because getting catching the ball is a, is a gift you don't expect. You just the guards don't pass it um, too often. If you're lucky, you play with a really good passer, but it's very rare. Most of those guys want to score, and so he, Dom's a four. Dom's a four. He starts as, as a five for them. He's but he's he can both. he can he can guard. He out guarded the, guards and played five for yeah, yeah. on offense. Yeah, that's up. Yeah. That's up. he looked great. The team should be thrilled with him. He's got two. So him and Victor, him and Victor would be nice. Yeah, that's a nice little. They've got Kelton Johnson. They've got oh, Doug yes, McDermott. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they've got some other players. Yeah. Mm, I don't think they have a roster that. spot for Dom. I think it will go somewhere else. Oh. Um, they they're yeah. crazy in my opinion. But and Victor probably noticing. Hey man, that guy, he's nice. And and, and Dom's young, right? Twenty. He's younger 19? than Brandon Miller. He's twenty. He just turned twenty in May. Yeah. He's he's one of the, he'd be one of the youngest. If he was in this draft, he'd be top ten. He's better than Jarris Walker. He's better than Taylor Hendricks. I mean, why not keep a spot for him? Because he was because they have no, he's they gonna, have no spot. They'd have to cut some guys. They should, but he's gonna be should. he's gonna be at a lower I, salary slot anyway. I so think it's crazy, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Champagne Champagne does have a deal, so he'll be there. Okay. Uh, Malachi Branham scored a lot yesterday. Did not like the way he played. Very selfish, okay. I thought. Uh, uh, Blake Wesley was a little better, but mostly also a selfish twenty. There were twenty year old scores. Uh, they don't know yet how to play. Uh, uh, put good guards next to those guys in San Antonio. They've got a big kid, too, from Alabama that went to the draft and shouldn't have, but did. He's got some talent. Um, the Spurs, like you say, they, they 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 have a chance to cook with some gas in a little bit. Yeah, Victor has not been played yet, so give them yeah. some time. And they've got Devin Vassell, who's 22. Yes. Uh, yeah. I really yeah. like what they've got going on. They're, they're all lining up well. No, I, I I I like what they have going on in San Antonio. We'll get to see Victor uh, this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Lakers. The um, Max Christie. I liked him. Colin Cath. Yeah. Uh, listen, he. I liked him last yeah. year. He got he got a little bit. I of liked him last too. Year. He can score and shoot. Yeah, he's young. Young. I think he was nineteen during the season last year. Mm-hmm. He looked yeah, it too. He did. He's got a chance. <laughs> yeah, Lakers got a couple guys there. Castleton's a two. John Castleton, a two way player from. My mm-hmm. alma mater as well. With Trey. Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, he transferred there, I think, from Michigan for after two Michigan. years. Mm-hmm. Um, he would have been the SEC Defensive Player of the Year, but he got hurt. He was leading the league in block shots. He's got some Zubash to his game. Uh, maybe a better shot blocker. Not probably the interior presence, but not a stiff. I uh, don't think. Don't know if he can shoot the three. I don't think he did any last night. That would be really nice for him to be able to shoot it. But but he's got a real shot. I'm I'm glad the Lakers gave it two ways. Got a chance to make it. I like it. I like it. Um, 76ers uh, played the Jazz. Two guys that were interesting there. Keontae George on Utah and Traquavion Smith of the 76ers. Yeah, I thought George, uh, I liked him. I like Baylor guards. Um, he got heavy his freshman year. I think he got hurt mm-hmm. and then he got heavy. He looks good now. He moves well. He's kind of got an Aaron Gordon. He reminds me of Aaron Gordon, Eric Gordon, like a bowling oh, ball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. run you mm-hmm. over. Taller than that, I think. Solid. Probably maybe fire height. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. six four and, and built like that. Yeah, he's got a chance. Utah's got some young talent going there. Right? They've got a chance. I don't know how much they'll play this year. They have Jordan Clarkson right now. We'll see what they end up doing. Mm-hmm. But I liked him and um I'd like Smith a lot. I last year it should have been a first mm-hmm. round pick. Of course, he didn't get drafted this year. Of course, Daryl Morey's the one who gets the guy that probably had first round talent. He I think he shot forty percent better from forty percent from three. Both years in college as an 18 and 19 year old um, on catch and shoot. His numbers I were mean, worse because he took <laughs> bad shots. Right. That, and he took some bad shots these last two games, but not that many. 
but he threw a lot of great passes. I really was happy with his floor game. Uh, he's also electric def- uh, as, a, as an athlete. He had the best block mm-hmm. shot probably so far of the event. Um, uh, blocking Kante George above the rim on a transition. Incredible play. The Lakers, uh, the, Lakers the Sixers got themselves a steal right there. They stole Maxi in the middle of the first, and they stole it to Cravion Smith not, without even using a draft pick. Uh, folks, this is why this stuff matters. You know, we talked about Cravion Smith. I talked about uh, Don Barlow. Based on how the CBA works, where you get drafted, that determines your salary slots. Okay, so undrafted players who probably should have been drafted who end up being really good. That's huge for you. Man, Going back deals. to David talking about um, Kenneth Lofton Jr., who was a second round. I mean, this is the thing. It's like if you can reach your potential, that is we're crushing bonus wins because you're not right. going to make four years at 100 and whatever. Nope. million. Nope. You were you were a second draft guy on that second deal. You will. But not now. That's where you have to find the value and the good teams know what they're doing. Bad teams. Well, you know. You'll miss out. As per usual, that's why you're always bad. It's just the name of the game. All right. We'll be watching Summer League all weekend, and we'll get some more updates from David on players that he likes, even though Summer League is terrible, as he told you. <laughs> it's bad, bad basketball, basketball but, but we, can find, we can still find some shining jewels. We can find jewels, and we'll find guys, who, ooh, I like what this guy's doing. Yeah. I like what that I don't like. Right. It. <laughs> and in many cases, I don't like what that right. guy's doing. You know, And so we'll, we'll find out. All right, guys, enjoy your weekend. Take care.